Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down, part of a continuing series with a wonderful songwriter, Catherine Fleming. Uh, also, uh, she's an educator and spent uh, so much time uh, do, doing uh, God's work with uh, working with uh, special education and, and, and so many other things. But uh, we want to focus a little more on the songwriting today. Frank McKay here with Catherine. Catherine, how are you? Oh, I'm just fine. You, you mentioned you had a little snow out there. We're in spring, if anyone's listening to this in the future. Um, and and she looked outside in and, and beautiful Michigan and, and saw a couple of inches of snow. And, and we're, we're pretty, uh, you know, we're midway into, into spring. That's Is that unusual for you guys well, there? Well, it was 60, day, it's 60 degrees yesterday, and then I woke up and we have two inches of snow. This is not uncommon, but I really thought the snow was done for the season. I didn't expect it. And well, it, it's truly blanketed with snow. I mean, it's everywhere. Uh, the, the My white pines are not you know, overladen uh, with snow. They're not bending their big branched arms down, you know, but it's it's a blanket, a definite blanket of snow, which um, we want to see kind of disappear at this time. It's spring. We want to believe it's going to be getting warmer. The temperatures are going to increase to maybe 75, 80 degrees. Wow. Oh, so that, that snow won't last. <laughs> that won't be there for long, that snow. That's for sure. It's <laughs> like life, it goes quickly. And, yeah, uh, get quips yeah. of it. Yeah. Quips. Well, it, let, me, yeah <laughs> let me ask you this. Um, does one season or another in particular inspire you more as a songwriter? Do you seem to um, write more in the in the spring, the yeah. winter? The, which one? Late late. Spring, early summer, summertime, that's when I really focus on the writing. I have all of the winter work. In the winter, it seems like I have to focus on maybe preparing taxes, things that other ordinary people do like me. Yeah. And, um, you know, but in at that time, it seems like I've been freed up of all of my other burdens you know that i have to do and i'm either out fishing gardening or sitting out reading a book or writing or playing the piano Hmm. one of those i i like to do those things you know irrespective of uh being with you know friends and family let me ask you not to deviate too much but do you uh, eat what you fish uh, you know, I this is maybe a, a little amusing because I like to catch them and eat them, but yeah. my husband doesn't. So yeah. he it's it's a struggle because he will say we only caught six fish, let's throw them back, and I will say we have six fish, that's enough for a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's it's always that way. I I and if they're good size. You know, but my cousin too. He he fishes in the Great Lakes. But you know, we have some Lake Huron, we have Lake Superior, Lake Michigan. Uh, you can catch some fairly li- large fish out there, and and he releases all of them. 
too. So, have you uh, caught? He, have you or them? Not to cut you off, but uh, caught anything unusual? Anything that you were surprised? I, I caught a nice pike yeah. one time. It was a a big pike. Yeah. It, it, it was like a oh twenty eight inch thirty thirty two inch pike. It was it was good size pike. Uh, and I've caught um, oh I'm trying to think I caught a sturgeon one time up uh, Lake Michigan, and uh, there's a number of fish that you can catch in the uh, walleye. Walleye are delicious. They're sort of like a, a cod, and I, I love it when you catch the walleye. And if you fish in Lake Erie, you'll catch uh, some sunfish that are huge, just I mean, you, when you catch a bluegill on these Great Lakes, they're not the small ones you catch in the inland lakes. They are big, and uh, they're keepers. Yeah. But I haven't been doing that lately. You know, the writing takes time, and my gardening. I have flower gardens, and I have uh, vegetable gardens. So. Well, let me let me remind folks that are just tuning in or maybe turning on their radios a little late. Uh, computers midway through. Frank McKay here uh, with Catherine Fleming, and she's a wonderful songwriter and uh, and you know, retired educator. And she uh, really did wonderful work there. She did some special ed and some some other things. But. I worked at Ford too. Yeah, well, let's uh, you, listen. You, I, I I heard it's a law. If you live in Michigan, you have to have worked at Ford at one point in your life, right? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. I you, I enjoyed working there a lot. It was a good place to work. It, it really was. Ford has been wonderful to me. They have been. Um, listen, it's too, a great so. company. I mean, let's face it. I mean, without Ford and the Ford Company and Henry Ford, uh, this country would be a much different place. Yeah, and I told you I worked in, um, I was a liaison. Before uh, you hear about some parts going and being built in Mexico, I was working with the Mexicans and uh, some of the Chinese uh, people uh, about their parts. Usually they had trouble with their parts, and we had to work on what was wrong with them. Uh, I would be like a liaison working with the engineer and the, the uh, person from the company. And we'd try to figure out what was going on with the part, why it wasn't working in the car. Mm. <laughs> I shouldn't say anything was defective about Ford, mm. but, um, you know, sometimes there's a little uh, before the, the car is released to the public for sale. So. Yeah, anyway, well, but you're going to get that with any company. I mean, let's face right, it, uh, the best right. companies in the world, you know, Microsoft had, you know, glitches in their Windows programs and all that. So, I mean, that's that's nothing. But again, Frank McKay here with Catherine Fleming. Uh, getting back to the songwriting, I, you said late spring, early summer. Uh, it, do you think it's the weather? Do you think it's the the flowers, I, the birds? I mean, what what is it other than I, I know you said you're working on taxes. It, to me, and, it's, it's yeah. inspirational. It's not too warm or hot and guess what the bugs aren't out the all of the mosquitoes and bugs haven't invaded my property and it's it's very peaceful pretty maybe it's around 80 degrees as opposed to being 90 degrees later in the year so uh, it's just a, a beautiful time of year especially here in michigan so yeah well listen 
it's it's a wonderful thing. I, what's your your methodology for songwriting? Do you do you have like a little recorder, a little digital recorder with you, or in the past? I, I do. Yeah. I have all of that. But what I like to do is um, take one of my many ideas that I pick up from other people. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody did something, or wow, that happened, and I I thought of that, or I can do something with that. And you know, I'm not alone at that. Um, Elmer Leonard, he is another. Um, he he's deceased, but he was a great uh, crime novel uh, writer, fiction. Elmer Leonard. Yeah. And he used to always say that, "Oh, I can use that. I can use that in one of my novels." Yeah. He wrote Get Shorty. Yeah. He wrote Get Shorty and uh, Maximum Bob. That was one of my favorite books, Maximum Bob. It was about the judge that. It gave everyone the maximum sentence, no matter what she did, and then something happened to him at the end of the book, which was kind of funny. But anyway, um, my methodology is that I'll, I'll think of things, and I'll think of some lyrics, and then I have to work on the timing, and when you work with the timing, and then you uh, think of what are you going to put it in, 3-3 three, three time, 4-4 uh, four, four time, what, what kind of timing, and you have to think of the whole thing. So this is going to sound good. If I write this, it all rhymes. But guess what? Someone might not like the what I wrote. You know, mm. maybe it's mean, or maybe it's unpleasant. Or it doesn't have a nice lyric. It doesn't have a nice melody. The melody is very important. This it's just like one of the most important things of the song is the melody. Yeah, well, of In course. In fact, yeah. the U.S. Copyright Office. Uh, the Copyright Office at the Library of Congress, uh, that makes the determination of the song. A song has to have a melody in order to get the copyright form PA, Performing Arts. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt about it. Let me uh, remind folks, Catherine Fleming is the voice that you're hearing, and she's a, a wonderful songwriter. And uh, thank you, thank you. Wonderful, <laughs> and, and she's uh, you know put together some beautiful songs, a lot of patriotic uh, feel to it. Frank McKay here with Catherine. Let me go back to a couple things you said, and uh, you said about Elmer uh, Leonard. You know that he says I could use that. Yes. Well, let's let's talk songwriting. I'll I'll point out something that that the the greatest uh, you know rock band uh, of all time and the songwriters uh, Lennon and McCartney and the Beatles, right? Uh, they. When they were in Hamburg, uh, Germany. Um, Hamburg, Germany. Yeah, so many people, um, you know, like to talk about, you know, what went on there. And they were kind of a mediocre band, uh, even at their own uh, admission. And they were sent over there. A guy named Alan Williams booked them over there. And they uh, they were sitting there and they were they were writing songs and, and they were kind of forced to write songs. And what they did, and by some accounts, is if they liked the song, they would uh, they would try to write a song just like that, you know, and of course change it around a little bit, and uh, you know we will never know what songs uh, you know some of their early material uh, was based on because it didn't sound that much like it, uh, and it, you know it's interesting. There's a, a songwriter, and I read about him years ago in Songwriters Market, uh, named Eddie Schwartz, and he wrote uh, "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" for um, uh, oh yeah uh, yeah for. Um, uh, Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Yeah, yeah he, she's a native Michigan too. She's from Michigan. Yeah, well, she spent some time in Long Island too. You know, she uh, she was uh, you know. On, oh. Yeah. Now let me uh, let, let me point out. He said in there. He said that he 
uh, he knew some Beatles songs, and it hit him that if he took the same chords and just mixed them up, that if they worked one way for the Beatles, why wouldn't they work for him another way? I mean, they obviously they're in the same key, and they go, and and you know he talked about that as a technique. But uh, think about that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a great technique for a songwriter. And uh, have you done that? And and would you recommend others to uh, you know to get the ball rolling well, to do that? You have just don't want to stomp on somebody else's music. It 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 depends. No, I understand what you're saying. And sometimes you can get a melody that's very close to someone else's melody. A melody's different. I meant chords. You know, I was talking chords. Chords. Okay, yeah. chords. Yeah. Well, a chord's a chord. You know, it, it depends on where you put the chord in, in the right. song. I, I, I didn't understand um, exactly what you were saying. I know that you, you pick a key, what you want to put it in the song. Sure. Yeah. What are you mentioning about chords now? Well, you, um, you know, what he would do, and again, I'm quoting from uh, or paraphrasing what Eddie Schwartz said. He said that he he knew a Beatles song, for example, when mm-hmm. he was, you know, and his, the first songs that he wrote, he basically took the Beatles songs and he rearranged the chords, figuring if these chords go together one way, that must mean they're in the same key. They mm-hmm. they must go together if you put them another way. And obviously some combination. Well, maybe, yeah, go ahead. He may- small the actual notes are and they're very small 
and I had to practice doing that for a little bit before I could write it on the paper. <laughs> and I still can't write a treble clef really good. I goof it up. Yeah, well, but I write it all in pencil, so if I make a mistake, I can erase it. It's just easier for me. I, I bet you they have stamps where you could just <laughs> you just stamp but, the treble uh, clef in there instead of trying to trying to make it yourself. But again, Catherine Fleming is the uh, is the wonderful songwriter that we're speaking to, to and part of a series. Binge listen to everything else that we've done, and uh, she's uh, yeah she's uh, she's wonderful. And thrilled to have her talking here about uh, methodology, uh, Frank McKay with Catherine Fleming. So you you play from the the piano, you write from the piano for the most part. Uh, do you ever? And I know you you don't consider yourself a singer, but do you um, do, do you ever sing out the melodies? No, never. I, that is one thing that my family has not been blessed with. No one can really sing in our family. And I, what I've really written and what people will sit back and say, well, Kathy, that's what you are really excel in are your Christmas songs, your holiday songs, Christmas songs. Um, and I've wrote 13 of them. And I t- tried to take different parts of Christmas. And, like, I wrote about the season, the bell, I mean, the, the present, and different parts of Christmas, um, even the sleigh and write a song. The tree, oh Christmas tree, what will you be? Will you glow light, small Christmas tree? But no one in my family has been blessed in the singing or chorale uh, department. We're, we, but we can do the other part. We're just not singers. We're uh, so it's always been my intention that someone would take one of my many Christmas songs and re-record it. There's so many beautiful, lovely, unusual, gifted voices out there. But I like to. I like to think I'm at Ground Zero. I know Ground Zero is in New York, but I'm at Ground Zero here writing the stuff, giving the material, and maybe a great singer that everyone knows and is familiar with, or even a new singer, would want to come out and re-record one of my songs. Yeah. That would be that would be wonderful. Because I can't sing. It's just it, it it doesn't sound. No one would want to listen to my singing. It's that bad. Oh. <laughs> I have a feeling you're very hard on yourself, yeah, but still, I, I get it. I'm not a singer either, you know, and and uh, you know, but I, it's easy enough to get good singers to uh, to do things. Uh, let me just again remind everyone, Catherine Fleming. We got a couple moments left. Uh, Catherine, stay with us. But uh, let me let me just tell you, it's uh, it's nice to talk to someone who is passionate, and you've been passionate a very long time about playing. And, and songwriting. Is there anything that you'd like to accomplish, um, you know, before you go 100 years from now, let's say, you know, that you'd like well, to uh, stand out? Two, th- two things. I have a, a book of poetry. It's all about the millennium. It's, it's about 140 pages. It's huge. I can't even enter contests right now in it because they're limited on pages. And it's all about what happened in the millennium right around the beginning of the century. And then I really would like to hear one or two of my songs re-recorded by a, 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 an artist, you know, uh, Katy Perry or, you know, um, Lady Gaga. I don't anyone great like that. Uh, uh, Dolly Parton, wanna, whoever would want to write, you know, sing one of my songs and have it out there and playing on the radio. That would 
it'd be because I love the classics, the classical Christmas songs are, but and some of the newer ones. And Mariah Carey wrote that great song, but we haven't had too many introduced lately. So um, why not one of mine? Yeah, why right. not one of my Christmas songs? Right. I, that would be great. That's my goal. That is my goal. Well, listen, it sounds it sounds terrific. Maybe we can help you get that done. Catherine Fleming, I want to thank you very much for being here. Um, give us a, a website, a social media site, somewhere else that somebody could reach you and uh, and, and follow along with what you're doing. Uh, well, on my Facebook page, you can try to uh, get me there or under the Who's Who website, my Lifetime Achievement Award uh, or Universal Publishing. Universal Publishing out of New York City, mm -hmm. and uh, that's really about it that I know of. Well, listen, I I, I don't ahead. have time too much to be, you know be involved too much of it. But with they the promoting, do. It, yeah, you don't have a lot the of time promoting for the promoting of it. Them. My well, record company, um, Hilltop Records, doesn't really promote too much. I I think I they yeah. do, um, but. They don't too. <laughs> right. No, I get it. I, I you know, that's a, that's a big complaint of a lot of people about their labels. It's changed. The business has changed. But Catherine Fleming, I want to uh, ask you to stay right there. Don't leave. Uh, but I want to thank everyone for listening. Catherine Fleming has been our very special thank guest, you. songwriter Catherine Fleming, uh, and uh, it, you know, she spent years uh, at at Ford and also in in, in education, and she worked with. Uh, special needs folks and, and God bless her for that. Frank McKay signing off. Catherine Fleming has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.